Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Okay, let's get started here. We are moving on now, Perik Aleph to Mishnah Vav. We're moving on to the second generation of the Zugos now. First generation was Yossi ben Yoezer and Yossi ben Yochanan, the first generation of the Zugos. And the second generation is Yeshua ben Prachya Nitai Har Beili, as listed in this Mishnah and Mishnah Vav. This Yeshua ben Prachya is a very interesting fellow. The Gemara relates in Mesech Sota that Yeshua ben Prachya ran away to Alexandria Shalmitzrayan. When Yanai Amelech, Yanai was the king who was uh, a wicked king, he killed out a lot of the rabbis. And one of the people who escaped was Yeshua ben Prachya. He escaped to Egypt in the meantime. And on his way back from Egypt, he, um, he was traveling back. And the Gemara in Sota tells us he was traveling back to Eretz Yisrael when things were already safe to come back. And he was with a student of his, or a few students of his. They stopped at an inn. And one of his students said something that he felt was inappropriate about the lady, the, the hostess of the inn. Put the guy in cherem, and the Gemara continues and says that that student essentially went off the derech, and he tried to get this student to do tshuva. Eventually, Yeshua ben Prachia, the Rebbe, tried his best to get him to come back. The, the student wouldn't listen, and this fellow went off and was choti, umachti asarabim, sinned and caused others to sin. Now, the, the identity of that student is not clear, some are of the opinion that that was Yeshu. Some. Now I say some because it seems to be debatable historically if it was the right era that it could have been Yeshu. It's not so Pashat. But what, what, what I wanted to just preempt the Mishnah by saying that about is because let's see if the things that he's about to teach us, Yeshua ben Prachya, perhaps relate to the fact that he had a student who went off the derech, and I mean, the Gemara says clearly he was chotiu machti harabim, he sinned, causing others to sin, which is a serious type of allegation, as the Gemara Shoshana says, people like that burn again him forever, basically. I mean, these people, like, these people have no solution, like Yeravan ben Nevat. I mean, these people are like the worst of the worst. So based on that, let's see the Mishnah Yeshua ben Prachia teaches. Maybe there's a lesson that he derived from that that he teaches. So the Mishnah tells us now, Yeshua ben Prachia v'nitai ho'arbeli kiblu mehem. Yeshua ben Prach, Yanita Arbeli, they were students of the prior Zugos, Yossi ben Yoezer and Yossi ben Yochanan. So we'll see Nita Arbeli tomorrow in Mishnah Zayin, but today let's discuss Yeshua ben Prach. Yeshua ben Prach, Omer, Yeshua ben Prach taught three principles, and we'll also see how these tie together. Principle number one, Aselecha Rav, make for yourself a Rebbe. So there's a lot discussed in the Mepharshim about this, but the idea of making for yourself a Rebbe, so... Some of the Mepharshim emphasize that the emphasis here is on the word Rav. Not Rabbonim, but Rav, which means you should have one Rav. You should have one Rabbi. That's what Yeshua and Prachia is teaching, which means to say that, as, as the Mepharshim explain, in order to benefit really from learning, really the, the Pirkei Avos, of, uh, Avos de Rabbi Nassim explains that in order to really benefit from learning, you should learn from one Rabbi who teaches you all of your Torah, and the Pirkei Avos Rabbi Nassim, I'm just looking at the Kahat here, gives, gives a mashal. He says, if you learn from one Rebbe, and he teaches you Mikra, Mishnah, Halacha, Gemara, all of the things that you need to learn, Rameir explained, 
it's like somebody who has one field and in part of his field he plants wheat part of his field he plants barley olives trees etc so such a person can cultivate that entire field and it'll be full of brach it'll be full of blessing it'll be full of good things somebody who learns from two or three people it's a very interesting idea it's like somebody that has multiple fields right so you have one property in miami you have another property in fort lauderdale you have a third property in I don't know, pick another city, etc. And what ends up happening is he has to run between one field and the next. He ends up not being able to cultivate and benefit from one field altogether. It's a very interesting idea. And what emerges is what's the pshat net really that Avas Turbinasan is teaching us? The idea is, as Rameir is explaining, is that when you learn from one Rebbe, so you can develop the train of thought means you can understand this is what the uh, overall perspective of Torah is and you can really benefit from that. When you're learning from multiple people, the problem is very naturally what will happen is there's different opinions and then you're left not with learning from him nor with learning from him. This is something I want to just point out. You find very often specifically by Bali Tshuva. By Bali Tshuva you find is that they become from because they're Givaldic and holy Jews. But then what ends up happening is there's a lack of direction. Listen to this guy, listen to that guy, listen to the third guy, and then you're left with contradictions because pick a Rebbe. Now, the Mepharshim speak out, it doesn't even have to be a Rebbe who is greater than you in Torah. This is unbelievable. You just need a sense of direction. Somebody that you can speak to could be somebody, a, a Chacham also. Chacham is also. There you go. He has a Rebbe. You see this? He has a Rebbe. Beautiful. Yosef has a Rebbe. Aseelacharav, you did it. So that's that. Now, the Mepharshim do speak out in Svara. In logic, you could have multiple Rebbeim. The Gemara Navodazara, I believe, does mention that if you only have one Rebbe in Svara, in logic, that's not necessarily in a good what? thing. What? In logic, in Svara, in logic. What does that mean? It means when it comes to logic, you can hear how different people think how different people argue, the different vantage points. That's acceptable to hear from different people. But when it comes to the Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, Halakha, these kinds of things, it's much more beneficial to have one person you learn from. After you've developed an approach, you can go learn from other people. But first you develop that approach, and then, you know, so Svar is already something you can negotiate with. Either I'm going to learn to teach me, or either you learn to teach me. I need somebody to do everything. Stick with our own. He doesn't do Yeah, I say stick with our own. Listen, man, you could come learn Perkei Avos by us and then stick with our own for the rest. I don't have a problem with that. So that's Aseilach Harav. The other thing which I just mentioned also has tremendous value. I remember when I was in Yeshiva, I had this conversation. Before we speak out over here, even if you don't have a Rebbe, you're a great Talmud Chacham, and there's no Rebbe that you could find who's necessarily greater than you in Torah, greater than you in Chachmah. Let's say that it's still worthwhile to have a Rebbe to give you direction because you need somebody there who you can keep keep you in check, basically. You need somebody there who can keep you in the straight and narrow. And sometimes, even somebody that's not necessarily knows more Torah is a greater Chacham than you, he just is another person. There's checks and balances. Somebody that keeps you in place so that you don't veer off to the wrong direction. Oh, you have questions. You need or you have questions. Right, right. It's not a bad... That's Asela Make for yourself a Rebbe. It's an absolute... Make for yourself, make for yourself a Rebbe. <laughs> That's number one. Let's continue. Number two is acquire for yourselves a friend. Now, what does it mean, acquire for yourselves a friend? 
So the Farshim here speak out, Afilu bedamim yikarim. Even if you have to spend a lot of money, buy a friend for yourself. Now, what do you mean, buy a friend for yourself? You don't go cheap, this guy. <laughs> no, he's your Rebbe. We decided that already. Uh, okay. Now, I, I, I'll be your friend. Don't worry. He can be a Rebbe. Why do you buy for yourself a friend? So usually you'd say, buying a friend doesn't get you very far in life. But if you purchase... Hold on. Rega, Adoni. If you spend money to buy friendship, usually it's like that kid in school that was the loser who comes and gives, uh, gives out candies because he wants to make friends. You'd think that's not a good strategy, but that's not true. It is a good strategy. No, Yosef, why is it a good strategy? Because when you give, it's not the gift. The people feel you love. So they're going to love you back. So I said pshat in that before. Right? Beautiful. No, so we said pshat. It could be is that generally when you give somebody else, you tend to appreciate them. You're going to love them all. That is and the reality. And then they feel you love, and then they love you. It's not the item itself that makes it. So what tends to happen is if you're giving to somebody or something else, you tend to gain an appreciation for them. Now that's yeah. counter logical, but it's true. Yeah. The reality is it's true. And therefore, if you love them, is that water is like yeah. one face to the other, which means they will tend to like you as well. We said there is such a shot. Yeah. However, you see also the importance of having a friend from this. It's so important to have a good friend in life. You should even spend money, spend efforts, invest in them so that you have that good friend to rely on. Why is it so important to have a good friend? So in a practical sense, if you're struggling financially at some point, you're struggling emotionally, you have somebody you can connect with, can help you out later. Throughout life, this is a very important thing. And if somebody throughout life can say they have one good friend, they're very lucky. One real friend. Yeah. Somebody can say they have one real friend. I remember I've had this conversation with people before when they're like in middle school, high school. How many good friends do you have? Fifteen. Yeah. No, it's not true. It's not true. Meaning that's... They're friends, it's true, yeah, but Kinela uh, exactly. We're talking about somebody real. Somebody real who will put you in your place when you're wrong. Put mm -hmm. tell you off, give you Musar when you're doing the wrong like Facebook friends, exactly. Mm -hmm. But that's that's a real friend. A real friend who's gonna benefit you in the long term, those people are very difficult to find, and it's worthwhile investing in those real friends because the benefit of those friends is in value. It's it's beyond value. You can't even measure how valuable that is, and it's worthwhile investing in those, in those real friends, no question. They'll guide you, they'll direct you, they'll put you in your place also. That's, by the way, the, the, the yeah, yeah. determination of a real friend. And Somebody who's not a real friend will not put you in your place. Somebody that is a real friend will tell you off when you're doing yeah. the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say, Yosef? And also, when you're in some kind of trouble, you have somebody to talk to, exactly. and you know they give you the right advice, not just to make you feel good. Exactly. Now, so far, the two parts of our mission that we had, which is Aselecha Rav, make for yourself a Rebbe. So we said, guides you in Chokhmah, in Ashkafa, keeps you in check. Knelecha Chaver, make for yourself a friend. So, so far we understand the first two parts of this Mishnah, they're social relationships that you have mm -hmm. that keep you in the right path. Now, the third part of the Mishnah for Bishub and Prachya is, it's a little bit difficult because it doesn't seem to fit the theme. Because what's the third part of the Mishnah? And you should judge every person favorably. Literally, on the side of merit. So the Mephoshim speak out, what do you mean 
judge people on the side of merit. It means if you see somebody that he doesn't have necessarily a negative reputation, he's a standard person, and you see him doing something that looks like it might be perhaps a negative yeah. thing, you should be done the kav zechut. means you should say, probably there's a good reason for it. You see the guy walk into McDonald's, so you don't assume he's going to eat a cheeseburger, he needs to use the bathroom. That's being down the kav zechut. that's the classical example given down the kav zechut, judge somebody favorably. The Mepharshim do speak out, by the way, that if you see somebody who has a negative reputation, means he has something preceding him, this guy is a rasha, you don't necessarily have the responsibility to be down the kav zechut. But if it's somebody that he's an average person, he doesn't have a negative reputation. You see, if you don't know him. You see, so you don't know, so then down the kav zechut. If you don't know his reputation, or you know he's an average type person, so judge him favorably. That's the third clause in the Mishnah. Now what does this have to do with the last two? The first two parts of the Mishnah seem to say there's imper- important benefits of having a Rebbe, of having a friend, that benefit you in the long run. These social connections are very important. But then what's the third part of the Mishnah about judging people favorably? How does it relate to the first two parts of the Mishnah? What's the connection between the third idea and the first two? So what do you want to say? Anybody want to suggest something? Um, what's the connection between these three three ideas? So we need to bullet points and I come up with something. What, what are the first two are still like? First two ideas are social, so, so, social relationships a person should have that are important and benefit him in the long run. Having a Rebbe keeps you in check, teaches you Chachma, guides you in life. Having a friend is a, what's it called? Um, A board, when you uh, bounce ideas off of. A sounding board is that sometimes you're doing the wrong thing. They'll correct you, even to spend money so that they can correct you. Mm -hmm. In a certain way, you find a friend is even more important than a Rebbe. You should spend money. And then the third idea is have a done et kola adam lekav zechut, judging people favorably. What does that third idea have to do with the first two? That's the question here. If you if you if you judge everybody favorably, favorably, you might end up with a very good friend by like ah, just doing that. Beautiful, beautiful. So so I'm going to say a similar idea to that is. So that's another farsham speak out is if you're judging people favorably, people will judge you favorably, right. and then you'll develop relationships like that. But I want to say a little bit more than that. I once had a conversation with somebody, and the mafarshim do speak out a similar idea like this. I once had a conversation with somebody, and I was speaking with him. You know, in life, you encounter many people that are not necessarily positive influences. And at a certain point, you can become bitter. You could say, look, all these people are mishagoyim. All the people in life are, are bad. Or all people, you can develop a very negative feel towards other people. But it's not good to feel cynical. that way. You become very cynical. You become very negative. right? So this guy told me the way he doesn't reach that point of becoming negative or cynical, he just looks at people like they're crazy and not bad. Meaning if somebody acts in a certain way that's not appropriate, they're just crazy. They're not necessarily bad. Okay, I hear I wonder if the pshat here that's telling us is, in order to maintain healthy relationships and look at people in a positive way, you have to be done the kaf You have to go throughout your life 
looking at people in a favorable yeah. way. You can't develop a cynical view towards people because if you do, it's very difficult to rely on a Rebbe. It's very difficult oh. to maintain a good relationship with even a good friend because you develop then a cynical perspective on people and then you don't want to hear what your Rebbe has to say. Ah, he's stupid, he doesn't know better. You don't want to hear what your friend has to say. He doesn't really care about me or he has his own personal agenda. So I wonder if the third idea is the solution to retaining that positive perspective and therefore the suggestion how to maintain a good relationship with your Rebbe and with your friends. Dan Lekav Zichut, it's a positive perspective. In order to maintain positive social relations, which is so important in life, you can't live in a vacuum. A Jew does not live by himself. A Jew has a Rebbe, a Jew has good friends, a Jew has social relationships that are necessary and important for success in life. You have to have that positive perspective against uh, towards people because once you develop that negative perspective, you start looking at everybody bad. And if everybody's bad, you can't maintain those relationships, and you lose all the benefits of the social net of the social connections that are necessary. And that's a very important idea in life, which unfortunately you do find. You find sometimes yeah. people they've been through a co- you know things ha- life events that are bad, and then everybody's bad. That's because they went they went to experience yeah. make it like mm-hmm. not because they chose to. You know, I, I could understand those people too. You know? I, I'm not saying I disagree. I, I, I'm not saying I, I, I look at them negatively. But the point is, is the Mishnah is telling us that's not healthy. That's not good for you. Because then what ends up happening is the social connections that are necessary down, yeah, yeah, for success, having a Rebbe, having <coughs> friends, things that will benefit you for your own growth and betterment and production and feeling good about yourself, they won't be able to last. It won't be successful. Because the moment the, you, the Rebbe says something, you just ah, throw him away. He's also dumb like the rest of them. Yeah. Your friend says something, he's bad like the rest of them. No. Have you done it? You have to have a positive perspective. Very bad. Really blended, Very know? bad. And I want to just finish off one last point, which I think is, you can't, this point cannot be underestimated. You do find people, they exist in a vacuum. You find sometimes there's people that they you know, they don't want to hear from anybody. There are people like this. It's terrible. It's terrible because, and, and the simplest reason for that is ultimately, there are times in life we need people. That's the reality. There are times in life we need people. You know, I just give you an example. My car got smashed. My car, I was, it was parked and someone came and smashed it. I wasn't even, t- car was totaled a couple years ago. And... Uh, Aaron let me his car. Aaron's a tzaddik. He let me his car. If I didn't know Aaron, I didn't put myself out there to a certain degree, and I didn't integrate myself in a certain system, so that, well, then I don't know people. And if I don't know people, then I don't get that kind of a benefit. Now, is that superficial? It's a little bit superficial, but that's just an example. Yeah, it's just cool. an example. If there you are friends you could count you on. Need, you need, we need yeah. people. People need people. That I know, I know anyway yeah. that if you have a social network, you live longer. Exactly, long. exactly. I heard yeah. this also, yeah. You need people to be healthy, productive, happy, successful, all of those things. And people that think they can exist in a vacuum. I don't want any Rebbe telling me what to do. I don't want any friends putting me in my place. I do. I know a lot of people that are bitter. Yeah. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I know better than anybody. I know better than everybody else. Now, that might work for a little bit, but ultimately. Not a very healthy life, no, no, not very productive, course, and not very successful. So therefore, Yeshua ben Prachi is teaching us the importance of maintaining social connections. Now this, I want to finish, sorry, I forgot to mention this. We started off by saying, some shitot say that Yeshua ben Prachia was the Rebbe of Yeshu. I just I said the story in the wow. beginning. 
So what I wanted to conclude, maybe that's the idea, is Yeshua ben Prachya is saying, how could somebody like Yeshu come to be? Because he says, I don't need a Rebbe, I don't need friends, I can exist on my own. Somebody like that, he can go off the derech hoteo tarabim and create. According to those it's not so simple that he was. It's a machloket. But the point is, is according to those shitot, I wonder if this was a conclusion. Yeshua ben Prachya said, you know, I saw there was a guy who said, I don't need a Rebbe, I don't need friends, I don't need social connections. And then what ends up happening, you exist in a vacuum, you go and end up doing things that are highly and grossly inappropriate. But if you maintain a Rebbe and you maintain friends who keep you in your place, it's like a checks and balances mm-hmm. so you don't end up like somebody like that. I think maybe that's Yeshua ben Prachya's idea that came from his life, perhaps, suggestion, yeah. and that's why he tells us in this Mishnah. What, what's the machloket that you say? What Which machloket? Yeshua. I'll tell you in a minute. But we'll finish off here and uh, we'll pick up with Mishnah Zayin, the partner. He was the Nasi Yeshua Prachya. The Av Beit Din is Nithar Bailey. We'll pick up with him tomorrow. Okay, let's stop here.